Hello. Hi. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? Good. How are you? My name's Caitlin Younger, and I'm a sophomore here at Clear Creek High School. Fantastic. Okay, so my first question is, what was your inspiration for the character Sia Vale in the testing series? The inspiration for the entire series came from my students. I also am a teacher, although I don't teach in a classroom. I teach in a music studio. Oh, I teach really? voice lessons. My master's degree is in opera performance, my undergrad is in music theater, and I have been known to teach people to sing. So I work with a lot of students as they're going off to college, especially when they want to major in music and theater. So I work on their auditions and help them with their applications and the whole process, which always sounds kind of like a lame thing when like people are like, oh, it's so easy to be a theater or a music major, and it's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, not only do you have to get accepted with your grades to the school, but if you're applying to the program, you have to audition for the program and get in. And a lot of the top schools will sometimes have 800 people auditioning and they accept like 20. That's so interesting because I wasn't sure if writing was like your full-time job or a part-time hobby. Full-time job now wasn't when I started. It it was kind of a weird thing for me to get into. But yeah, I mean, I was a teacher first. So, I mean, I was writing goofy, silly mysteries that were for adults, technically, I suppose, but they're Mm -hmm. totally wacky. Yeah. Um, totally not like my young adult books. And while I was teaching, I was working with students on, on their college auditions. And I had one student um, went to 11 college auditions that year. Oh, wow. And she had a total meltdown in April because she was starting to get yeses and nos. But there were only three schools she really wanted to go to. They were her top choices. She had heard no from one school, a wait list on another. And then due to the powers of social media, had learned from her Facebook group that somebody had already gotten their acceptance letter to the third school she wanted to go to. And she was certain she had failed and she wasn't going to get in and her life was over and there were lots of tears. And she was worried that she'd ruined everything. And I told her, don't worry, the process is stressful. It's the most stressful I'd ever seen it, but it's all going to be okay. She did not pay attention to it's all going to be okay. She freaked out again and was worried that if it was this stressful now, what was going to be like when other kids tried to get into college and how awful it was going to be. And I told her it could never get any worse. And then I wanted to know what would make it worse. And that's kind of how I came up with the idea for the testing. And strangely enough, that girl in my living room happened to have been about five foot two. She has long, dark hair. She's crazy smart. And it turns out she looks a lot like Sia. So many of my students, because there are very few people that I know that are students that are like, I'm going to go off and do something awful with my life. (laughs) Most people want to do something really good for the world and want to go out there and do something important. Sia just kind of represented all of them. Thank you. My next question is, did you always know that the testing would be made into a three-part series? No, (laughs) not at all. Like I said, I wasn't a writer when I started. In fact, when people invite me to school visits and stuff, I think English teachers often wonder why they invite me at all because my story is I hated writing when I was in school. Like I really avoided it like the plague. (laughs) So um, being a writer wasn't my thing. I I avoided all the creative writing classes. I never plan out what I'm doing. Like in school, you're supposed to outline Mm -hmm. what you're going to do before you write it. Yeah, I'm the person that writes the outline after I'm done writing because I have no idea what I'm going to (laughs) write. I write like a reader. I write to find out what happens next. So I know where a story starts and I have no idea where it's going to go. So I thought the testing was going to be one book. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't even know it was young adult. I didn't (laughs) realize you could kill teens in really remarkably awful fashion in young adult books. I'd missed the memo. I was writing goofy, silly adult mysteries. It wasn't until I got to the end of the first book, which I wrote for myself. I never thought it would be published. I didn't think my agent would want it. I didn't think anyone would ever read it. But when I got to the end, I realized I'd created a lot of problems for myself and that I had no answers for still. And it would probably take at least two more books to figure out the answers. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what those books would be, but I knew it was going to take 
a bit of effort. Yeah, I'm so glad you followed through with them because your series is by far my favorite series to read. I've read like all three books several times. Oh, you're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I'm amazed anyone reads anything I wrote. It's, no, it's, it's so good. It's so interesting. What would you say was... And the, I'm really sorry if it was homework. I, I tend to apologize. No, no. I got it straight from the library. I was telling my friend about this interview this morning, and she was joking with me, and she was like, yeah, you had her book out like the entire year of eighth grade, which was... Yeah. And now I own a copy, so... Well, that's delightful. What would you say was the most challenging scene to write in the testing? You know, the one that was perhaps the most challenging, well, specifically chapter, especially that that I wrote, was not in the original draft. When we sold the book, I mean, I always wanted it to be a four-part test, like the the SAT, ACTs that I remember Mm -hmm. taking, especially the ACTs. I hated the SATs. That's a whole other story. (laughs) And um, those scarred me for life. The way it was structured in the original book was the interview was the fourth test. Mm -hmm. And that is not the way it is now. My editor, even though she loved the book, obviously when she bought it, she said, I think there needs to be a group test. And I went, you know, I think you're right. But do you have any ideas? And she said, no. I had to kind of figure out a group test. So the third test that's in there, after I wrote it, my agent was like, oh my God, this totally belonged here the entire time. Yes. It was really hard for me to come up with exactly what it needed to be. And it wasn't until I kind of settled on doing the prisoner's dilemma Mm-hmm. Um, if you've never, if you don't know that particular mathematical interesting uh, equation, you know, story, it's fascinating. It's about bank robbers and stuff and kind of, you know, if you turn on somebody, you might be rewarded, but, or you could all get like punished. And mm-hmm. it's this kind of fashion and strategy game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I decided to use that and it became an interesting way of trying to write it so that everything then happens from Thea's perspective, but that the reader then starts to realize when that test is over, Maybe some other things happened with other teams that see as misinterpreting, especially when you realize later on what happened. Yes. In the book. Oh, that was insane. Like you can go back and realize that other people are putting pieces together that Sia never saw because she was busy focused on her specific part of the story and kind of interpreted everything through her lens. Mm-hmm. That was really, really hard for me to try to write to make sure it would be clear if you went back and read it yeah. once you finally like, knew where the story was going. That's it's super crazy. complicated and hard to insert yeah. the whole thing in there, but I'm glad I did. Yeah, that's crazy that it wasn't even like a part of it at first because that's like one of the biggest parts of the book, in my opinion, where Sia like really grows yeah, and knew? realizes that like she can depend on other people and that she shouldn't depend on certain people. I mean, I didn't start off as a writer. I started off as a theater girl. So I'm used to taking direction. I'm used to looking at a story and wondering what else you can do with it. You know, a director will tell you, you know, I really don't think that that was a right choice on stage. You look like you killed, you're going to kill the guy. And you're like, oh, I thought I was like, look like I was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. It's going to make the audience cry. Um, so you get used to making other choices and trying new things. And my favorite part of writing is the revision stage. I love when I find editors who are like, why don't you try jumping off a cliff instead of, you know, going across a meadow? And I'm like, sure, why not? <laughs> because I, I'm always curious where the story will go. And inserting that chapter in there really opened a lot of things up. It made a lot of things that happened in the fourth test feel much more important. We got characters named and we got to meet them a little bit more than we had before. It was kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. I like that stuff. A graduation day in the series, like the entire book got rewritten because I decided to take a left instead of a right during revision. Oh, that's and insane. Different people lived and died. It's super fun. Okay. If um, one of your books was to be transferred to the movie screen, which book would you want to use? Uh, that's a tough choice. 
I have reasons for like lots of them only because like in my adult mystery series, there's a camel that a circus camel that wears hats. I'd love to be a circus like camel wrangler on set. You know, it's more because I want to be with the camel. Yeah. Um, I think the one that might transfer, I mean, I'd love to see the testing series, but I think it actually might make a better Netflix series or something like, you know, where they can oh, really. Yeah, I agree. Expand I agree. with the world. I think that would be kind of interesting as opposed to taking one book and turning it into multiple seasons. <laughs> like we actually have options here. There's, there's, a journey to take. I think like a disaster movie, if nothing else, would be super fun to also be on set for and to kind of watch. <laughs> yeah. Although there is no role for me in that. I, I feel like there might be a role for me in a testing movie, but there is not a role for me in, in Time Bomb. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you like, would actually want to be a part of your movie, like maybe even act it's in it? the only thing I've ever trained to do. Um, That's a, that like, would I wouldn't. I don't know. Perfect. I don't know if I would want to be part of the writing of it. I think that because there's a lot of authors that are like, oh, I want to have script approval or, or things. I know that it's a completely different medium. What what looks good on a screen isn't necessarily what works in a book. Like, I think I would like them to hope that the, the emotional and the the thought behind the the, and the intention behind the book would end up on the screen. But I think that sometimes it requires a different path to get there because what's visual isn't what's in the book. Like what's in the book is like you're in somebody's head. You can't really do that in a movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I would want to be part of the, the screenwriting team or like have real script approval because I don't think in that way. I don't see things in that same visual way that screenwriters need to. But yeah, I totally think I should like have lines and, and I could totally die. I could be dead <laughs> person number three from the left. I'd be great <laughs> at it. Okay. Do you have any new work that you want to share with us? I do have something new. Uh, we just officially saw the cover for it today, which is kind of exciting. And it hasn't been announced yet, but, you know. Oh, my gosh. I don't I'll know be- when this podcast will be released. So by the time it's released, perhaps, um, <laughs> when the announcement happens, there will be a big kind of call to arms for people as well. Okay. The book will be titled Verify. It is a new start of a new series. It will come out in September. Okay. And it is about a, it's going to probably be for the fans of the testing series. It is not back in that world, obviously, but it is, I've been told more, more like that series than the other things I have written. So like somewhat Um, post-apocalyptic. It is not technically Mm. (laughs) post-apocalyptic-ish. It might be considered dystopian without the apocalyptic part. Okay. Um, but Verify takes place about 70 years in the future, and it is about a girl named Mary. She is 16 years old. She is a graphic artist, like her mother was. Mm-hmm. Um, she thinks everything is great. She lives in Chicago. There is no crime. There is Everybody is happy. Mm-hmm. Everyone is delighted. Most things, there aren't real like, paper books anymore. Like Her graphic art is done on screens. They don't use paper as much. The one thing that she's trying to figure out is what happened to her mom. Six, years, or six months before, her mom died in a car accident. So she knows that. But her mom had been working on this series of paintings but she can't figure out what the final one is supposed to be. Her mother never finished it. So she's determined to finish the painting that her mother was working on. But Mm -hmm. when trying to figure out what the inspiration for it was, someone hands her a piece of paper, which is kind of weird. She's never read before. It's a word she's never seen. And when she tries to do an online search for it, it sends up all sorts of alarms and calls the police. The word is verify. And she realized she's living in a world where people have systematically taken away the words that we know, and with them, the ideas behind those words. So nobody knows how to verify a fact anymore. They just believe what they're told. And she finds there's an entire world that she's never known 
and an entire group of people that are trying to save the history that has been rewritten and trying to restore truth to a world that thinks they already know what the truth is. I'll be looking forward to that one, and I'm sure others will as well. Okay. But there will be a big cover reveal at some point. So at this point, if someone has listened to the podcast and the cover has been revealed, you can always go to my website. There will be a sign up for people to be part of our Words Have Power, you know, underground movement. And there's a sign up and there'll be free swag and everything that you can do that we can send you. Great. Thank you. Okay. So this is the last question. Are there any questions that you wished I asked you? No, you didn't ask any of the wildlife in my backyard or whatever. I always on like social media, like I'm talking about the raccoons in my backyard or like the chipmunks <laughs> that are annoying me or the ducks that come and live in the pond and like quack at me when I'm writing on my deck. No, I don't think so. I'm delighted you asked me any questions at all. No, thank you. It was really my pleasure. Well, it was delightful talking to you. If you ever look in the paperback of independent study, there is a typo mm-hmm. in there. It is. No, graduation day is my favorite typo ever. Really? It's in the paperback version, though. But, so, so I'm a fan of typos. <laughs> they actually called Independent Study Independence Day. So I'm like mm-hmm. an alien invasion movie. It's kind of <laughs> great. So Charbonneau. Charbonneau. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> I'm French. I look very Irish. I look like I should be Megan O'Reilly, but I'm very French. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Well, so thanks. Much. Now what class do you have to go back to? Yeah. Um, I'm actually in the drill team, so I will be heading back to Cavaliers. That's awesome. Well, (laughs) you have a great time with that and have a lovely day. Thank you. You as well. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hello, my name is Caitlin Younger, and I'm here for Author Insights with Joelle Charbonnet. Hi, my name is Caitlin Younger, and I'm here for Author Insights with Joelle Charbonnet.